Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this special Disney at Play podcast where we are live at the Magic Kingdom. We're here in the heart of Adventureland uh, with the Jungle Navigation Company sitting in the uh, cool uh, breezeways here, enjoying the music in the background and exploring Disney Genie Plus. We have a lot to look at. This is day one of the new Genie program, and we've got to see what it's all about. And uh, there's a lot to talk about in uh, today's experience. So let's get started. Um, So you know that you have to update. Genie resides on your Disney Experience mobile app, but you have to update that. And for me this morning, that came at about 6.30. They weren't allowing you to get in earlier than that, but I managed to get in about uh, 6.30 this morning. And that uh, that went pretty fast. In fact, I have to say, I think that was one of the best parts of the Genie experience because you have this window of opportunity to, um, to really explore all the um, offerings that uh, Disney is providing you. And, and what you do is you get to go in and kind of plan out your day. They ask you questions about the kinds of things you want, the rides you want to go on and the... Uh, entertainment you might want to see. Do you want to see fireworks? What about food and beverage? Knowing that I'm going to the Magic Kingdom, it asked me specifically restaurants, both casual and table service restaurants. And so I put in for the Plaza restaurant. I figured, even though I don't have a res for the Plaza restaurant, probably the app would send me a message later on saying, hey, we, uh, we have an opening at the Plaza restaurant. You want to book it? that type of thing. And it knows how many are in my party already. So ideally, that would be a great thing, a great uh, uh, aspect of this kind of planning situation. So they, they, you put in all of this information, which gives you a chance to kind of anticipate your day and think about what you want to do and what this all might look like. And then from there, they go ahead and are supposedly going to crunch out your day. Now that day didn't get crunched out at 6.30 in the morning. Um, It has since come and gone, and that's probably where the whole thing goes downhill. Because if your only advice at the beginning of the day is, uh, it doesn't look like any of your experiences are really available, but you might try Aladdin's Royal Magic Carpet Ride, then probably we're missing some important code in this uh, scenario. But notwithstanding, that's kind of what happened. Now, the next thing that occurred is that at seven o'clock, you are able to book Genie Plus experiences. And if you are staying on property, select experiences. Now, I'm not staying on property today. I'm going to use that with David later in the week while he's here and I'm under his hotel name. But right now, I'm just booking Genie Plus experiences. And so it sent me, the best place to do that is you have two things that you want to focus on. One is a set of screens called Tipboard, and the other is called My Day. My Day is Genie's effort to try to organize you. Um, that's the part I was just mentioning that seems a little lacking still. The Tipboard is just that. It's telling you 
what the wait times are. Of course, it's 7 a.m. in the morning. We don't have wait times per se um, for the attractions, but it is allowing you to start booking your uh, Genie Plus selections. I went ahead and purchased Genie Plus, took my money. By the way, when it takes your money, it takes your money and at, which is $15 at Walt Disney World, $20 at Disneyland, but it's actually $15 plus tax. In fact, even on your select experiences, it's $7, $10, $15, whatever the amount is, plus tax. So know that that's the reality of that. Um, and then you're able to, theoretically, you should be able to go in and start booking your day. Um, unfortunately, none of that occurred. <laughs> What occurred is I kept getting screens that said, your selections aren't loading at this time. Please refresh your screen or go back to the previous screen to try again. I'm telling you, this is disappointing. And I went through the process from seven until after about eight o'clock. And I went through the process of just trying to get on. I put in for Peter Pan's flight. I must've gone about 20 times just to Peter Pan's flight. And I watched it go from like 9.30 in the morning to about 11.30 by eight o'clock. All those fast passes were given and I couldn't book my selection. Now, I don't know why this was happening for me. I should tell you that I got a brand new um, iPhone 12 yesterday. And, um, and I was able to actually go into mobile ordering um, and reserve uh, a, um, food and beverage for later on. But uh, I was not able to book any of the Lightning Lane options, which was becoming very disappointing to me. And I was trying all these different, I was even trying flying carpets of Agrabah just to see if I could get something and could not get anything. Now, I, I have gone in and, and turned off my phone, turned it on, reloaded the app. None of those things have happened. I wonder since then if maybe because the phone's new, it still had not been updated to its most current version and that might be tricking me. At any rate, I could tell this was not working because I could see everybody else was booking their selections. So finally, I called up uh, David Zanola my good friend, my travel agent. Now, mind you, I'm a pretty experienced, not pretty, I am very experienced in all things Disney. As long as my phone is supporting me, I know where to go and what to do, and I could probably guess a better itinerary than Jeannie could. But if I can't get it to work, then I've got to see if somebody else can. And that is the blessing of having David, because he, as a travel agent, was able to go in and look at my selections and was able to help me book immediately. We wanted to see, we wanted to try out the system and see what was going to come of it. And the way we decided to try out the system was by going into um, and booking the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Now, that's a dumb one to book at the beginning of the day. Trust me. But I went in and booked that because I wanted to see if um, they, they were saying in the instructions that you could not book another choice until 
the allotted time, which in this case would be 9.35 to 10.35, until that period of time, 10.35 was over. So we wanted to see if that was indeed the case. Um, and so I headed out to the Magic Kingdom, I had dropped my daughter off, I would have been here earlier, but I wanted to see, um, wanted to get over to the Magic Kingdom, got over here, and went directly to Winnie the Pooh. Now, the first thing I tried to discover is can I get on this attraction a few minutes early before the stated time? And I went in at five minutes before, and sure enough, I was able to do that. So very cool that I was able to do that. Um, and by the way, I should say that the interactive elements in the queue are not functioning right now, but the attraction itself really does look sharp. They have done a lot of painting. Uh, it looked better than I have seen Winnie the Pooh look in 15 years. It was really impressive. That said and done, while I was waiting in line, I got back on the phone with David and I said, okay, tell me if we can book another option. And he went ahead and booked Jungle Cruise immediately. So you do not, the minute you're t you check into an attraction, go ahead and book your next attraction immediately while you're waiting in line. You can go do that on Genie Plus. Disregard what they say you can or can't do. By the way, David, while I was boarding the monorail, heading over to the Magic Kingdom, also took the time to see if he could book a select experience for me. Now, these are the options where you don't have to have Genie Plus to do this. You just have to, um, uh, you just have to um, book, and at 7 o'clock, hotel guests can do it, but you have to wait until park opening, which was about the time I boarded the monorail. You have to wait till park opening to be able to do it. And here's the interesting thing. First of all, he easily booked my um, Seven Dwarfs Mind Train attraction. That was no big deal. It, by the way, in the time period of two hours, they had, um, you, could e you could book for 9.25 a.m. That's how early you could book for Seven Dwarfs. And for Space Mountain, you could book right at nine o'clock. So that made us really curious what it looked like in the other um, locations. So we went over to the Epcot. At that point, they were booking uh, Frozen Ever After at 10 a.m. by park opening, which is, by the way, the time the park opens over at Epcot. And Remy's was booking at 11.30. We looked at Mickey and Minnie's Runaway. It was booking at 9.15. So, um, and Expedition Everest was 9.15 at that hour, and you could get Flight of Passage even as early as 9.15. The only one you couldn't get early was... Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, the earliest time you could get was 6.10 p.m. This means that if you don't book your experiences fast and you're not staying at the... Well, this is one reason why you definitely would want to stay at the resort hotels. But here's... But uh, if you don't book it fast, it's out. In fact, by, I think, 10 o'clock, it was, it was out. Uh, at that point. So 
what we did at that point, so we went ahead and booked to Seven Dwarfs just to see what that's like. Now, it booked for a nine o'clock time, and right now it is a little past 10 o'clock. So my window is, has gone up, and I have not ridden that attraction yet. We're going to see a little later if I can get on that attraction later, even though I didn't show up in the window. So we're going to find that out in, in just a little bit. Meanwhile, um, so going back, we got to Winnie the Pooh. We were able to book the Jungle Cruise. That was good. That was informative. I then left Winnie the Pooh and headed over to Tomorrowland, the gift shop at the exit to Space Mountain has a great selection of iPhone cases, and I needed an iPhone case before I got too far with my new iPhone. So bought a 1971 uh, iPhone case with, uh, with an e-ticket listed on it. Very cool um, iPhone case. Happy with that. Then I went over to the guest experience group. These are the folks in the blue shirts. There's a little booth over there not far from uh, Tomorrowland Speedway. There's also one right here at the Jungle Navigation Company um, in Adventureland. There's one on Main Street, but that's the crowded one. So I'd go to one of the ones in the parks if you want to do it. There are about two or three families ahead of me waiting. Um, A person in front of me had the exact same problem I had. And she went in to try to resolve it. And while she could book things for me if I needed it, she could not address my problem. So is that a coding issue? Is that a problem with my new iPhone? I've yet to find out. Hopefully we'll know later. She sent me over to, um, well, she recommended for me that I go and go to the help group at um, on the app because there is a help section. There's also a feedback section. Um, it says chat with us. Um, and I have yet... Uh, well, here's what I did. As I wrote in, I, first of all, they, they immediately say, welcome, thank you for contacting us, messaging on the My Disney Experience app. Send a message and a cast member will reply soon. So I wrote, I can't book any of the Lightning Lane selections nor any of these select attraction options. My travel agent back in Illinois can book them for me, but I can't do it on my iPhone. I have po- closed out my iPhone and restarted. I've also deleted the app and restarted it. Either way, nothing is working. The guest experience team could not make it work for me. What are my options other than having to wait on others all day? To which I immediately got a response. Yeah, thanks for visiting. If you are messaging in about our exciting new Genie feature, please click below to learn more. And then finally, and then almost immediately after that I get another one that says sorry I could not find anything for that so at this point uh, I'm going to well I'm, I'm waiting for a live person to actually come to, back to me on that and by the way I also went and put it into the feedback section um, I have a feeling that this is one of those issues this is why you gotta have somebody like David if you don't go with David go with somebody else a travel agent doesn't cost you money but I know David does these extra kinds of things, making sure that you got your, you're set on these kinds of experiences because they can ruin your day if you're all by yourself and you don't know what you're doing. So again, I, I'm, I'm not trying to make a big commercial of this for David, but 
by golly, if he can fix my problem, man, I'm the smart one, he can really help you because most people don't know all the ins and outs. And David is great at doing that. And he's just simply a ways away that he can kind of see the situation um, and, and maybe help you. So I can't begin to tell you how really helpful um, David's uh, support is. Definitely always use a travel agent when you're booking a Disney experience. And David is definitely your person. Now, one of the things that the guest experience person told me, and I was trying to show her an example of how it wasn't working. So I said, suppose, for instance, that I was going to book a selection over at Disney's Hollywood Studios with Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And immediately she stopped me and said, well, you can't do that. Um, and I was trying to show her that I couldn't do it, but, she, but meaning you can't do it at all. Um, she said, because it's just like the Genie Plus selections, you have to, you have to be able to um, be in the park in order to purchase the Select Plus um, options. Well, here's a truth to all of that. After I left her, and she was helpful and friendly, but after I left her, I called David, said, David, book me Mickey and Minnie's. And he booked me for 8 o'clock this evening, which I may just actually go and do at some point this evening. Um, I'll report later on that. But, but while you cannot do Genie Plus, you can do the select attractions, the two in each park, the morning of. If you're staying in a hotel, it's 7 a.m. If not, you can do it later um, once the parks open, which I would suppose in the Epcot case, because it opens later, that you really can't book it until 10 if you're booking um, Ratatouille or Frozen Ever After. But no, these are all the little details we're exploring for you so you can get it right when you go on your next uh, Disney experience. Meanwhile, at the same time, we are looking very much at the queue times in the park and what is going on there. And let me just share with you uh, a couple of insights on that. Um, we, um, because I've been passing by the tip boards and, um, and trying to capture that. So at about 10 o'clock this morning, um, their Pirates of the Caribbean was 25 minutes. Jungle Cruise was 40. Um, Big Thunder Mountain was 25. Um, on the, hold on, let me go find the Tomorrowland one. Oh, Fantasyland one. We've got 35 minutes on Small World right now. We have 35 minutes on Peter Pan's flight. 60 minutes on Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride. Now, what, what's important about this to know is that these are not extraordinary numbers uh, for this time of day. Those attractions usually have built up those kind of wait times. So it doesn't sound like the standby lines are being too badly hurt by those on Genie Plus. But we will be keeping track of that over the next couple of days and kind of letting you know, because it may be that really, you don't need Genie Plus. You can just plan your day smartly so that you can avoid the attractions and save yourself the money 
for a um, cream cheese pretzel, which, by the way, I had at Tomorrowland. Um, and, uh, and I was very tempted to get, they have a selection for the 75th. It's called If You Had Wings. It's a Jamaican-style jerk chicken uh, set of wings. I should have gotten that. I will get that at some point and report on that. But I thought that was very, very clever title, If You Had Wings in honor of the attraction just across from Rocket Tower Plaza. Anyway, more to come. So let's keep proceeding through the Magic Kingdom. So I'm here on the shores of the rivers of America. And uh, while waiting for the Jungle Cruise, I thought I'd just take a, a little bit of a trip around. I see Wendell waving from uh, the top of uh, Country Bear Jamboree. What I've noticed is I went through past three major attractions, Pirates of the Caribbean, it had a 30-minute uh, queue. There were not a lot of people going through the um, lightning lane. I'm going to have to get past saying, uh, saying um, uh, fast pass. Lightning lane. There, there, was, there were people. It wasn't a lot. So then I go over to Splash Mountain, and it's 30 minutes. And... Uh, doesn't look like a lot of people in the lightning lane for this time of day 30 minutes for either of those two attractions is a pretty good wait because right now we're at about 11 15 in the morning and this time of day you expect it to uh you expect it to um be about that for a standby it doesn't look like lightning lane is making a difference then i take a look at big thunder mountain and there is a huge standby line. The standby line is long and uh, involved. And so I go to the front of that line where a cast member is holding a sign. And sure enough, it says 35 minute late, 35 minute wait. And by the way, he's standing in front of the building that um, houses uh, the Tom Sawyer's rafts. But there is a lot of people curving back and forth, going back and forth before they're even going up the mountain into the building. So I turned to him. And by the way, I could hear another guest saying, uh, this doesn't look good. But I turned to the cast member and I go, well, this doesn't quite look like a 35-minute queue. And he doesn't say anything. And then he goes, well... I assure you, based on the last year and a half, this is a 35-minute queue. I paused and I said, uh, but you didn't have Lightning Lane the last year and a half. And he goes, true, true. Not that I've seen a lot of Lightning Lane folks going through. any rate... Not sure if he was right on his 35 minutes. I, I would say he would have been right yesterday with that 35 minutes sign in that exact location with that same number of people in line. But that line, I think, was moving a little faster yesterday than it was today because Lightning Lane has moved in. Now, do I think that Lightning Lane has shaken the rafters here? I don't think so. But I do think that Big Thunder is one of those important places folks with a lightning lane selection are going to go in the morning hours when they get here. So I'm not surprised at the queue. Now, what that means to me is probably hang tight 
if you're doing a standby queue, come back around 7.30 in the evening and it'll probably be less, definitely be less than 15 minutes, maybe even closer to 10. But this is all the strategy and what's involved with, uh, with being here. Now, over at the Country Bear Jamboree, which has no lightning lane selections, you see it's uh, 10 minutes to show and nobody waiting outside. So there's always options where to go when things get crowded. But know that, uh, that uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this evolves. And I got to remind you, what is today may not be what is tomorrow. Well, tomorrow being a year from now, as opposed to literally tomorrow. Because attendance will eventually return to what it was. It is not still what it was. It is a lot more than it was a year and a half ago. It is not what it was um, before this pandemic. So, more to come on that. By the way, if I don't get another chance, I gotta talk about the fact that they offer these um, interesting photo options. I have to try those out when I get a chance, but they also offer these little audio selections. I've got to come back and talk about that because I think they are hilariously funny. And uh, so more to come on that. So fast forward, I'm here at the monorail station waiting for the next monorail. It's close to one o'clock and I have to pick up my daughter. So much has happened in just the last hour or two. Let me give you a sense of what's been going on just before I boarded the Jungle Cruise, which by the way, was walk-in, walk-on for those who had the Genie Plus. It almost seemed like nobody was using Genie Plus. It was nearly walk-on. And we had a couple of things we tried out uh, with David. David tried, because for some reason I still can't get my app to do it myself. David got in there and tried to see if we could book something right at the two-hour time frame moving forward um, before I got in the queue to go in the Jungle Cruise. That was successful in that he got a fast pass for Haunted Mansion. I didn't end up using it, but it at least gave us an idea of whether you could do something within right at that two-hour window to confirm that that is indeed the case. You can do that. What was more interesting is that actually... Um, at the same time, he went and he booked Star Tours at Disney's Hollywood Studios to see if you could book just a simple Genie Plus Pass. And not only did it book a pass, it also put it in a time slot because there were time slots available like at 12.30 but it ended up giving me a time slot just past 2 o'clock because you can't you can't jump parks until after 2 so it actually gave me a different window so this wasn't like a, a an error in code they had thought this through to a point where the system was going to re-gauge the time to make sure it was past that uh that park hopping exchange hour. By the way, I hope I'm not confusing listeners when I say that David had booked me 
a haunted mansion and a star tours what really happened is he booked the star tours and then he reversed it so i would have the advantage of the haunted mansion one because i had no plans on being at the studios this afternoon perhaps this evening but not this afternoon and by the way one of the things he learned while he was doing that is that rise of the resistance is down now that had booked out completely by 11 o'clock 11 30 this morning and so now with rise down what's going to happen with the those who have passes i mean they'll be able to come back later on them um but they also um will have a much longer standby line and when I talk about coming back later, that feeds very well into our next topic. Because after I finished the Jungle Cruise, I headed on out to Seven Dwarfs Mine Tree. Now, in truth, my time was 9.05 to 10.05, and now it was around the noon hour. So I was late uh, for this very important date. And, uh, but we wanted to see what flexibility there was. Well, I think that flexibility depends on your cast member at the moment and just how late you are. Uh, for the particular cast member I encountered, I had something of a tongue lashing from her. It's like, I can give you a little bit of grace for being a few minutes late, but, but two hours late is unacceptable. That is just totally unfair to anyone. We certainly didn't do that with fast passes. I, which I said, uh, you're assuming people know about the time frame or the length of fast passes. I don't recall there being any punishment or, by the way, I'm going under the, the uh, road bridge going out to the parking lot here. I don't remember there being any particular uh, consequence named for not returning. Also, if you remember, with the virtual queues over the last year and a half, they have been very flexible. Where I see the resistance, uh, we went out a few weeks ago. We had a 10 a.m., 10.30 a.m. return. Uh, my wife was working. We didn't go on until 6. Nobody raised a brow on it. My daughter and son-in-law did the same thing with Ratatouille um, about a week ago. They were about three hours late again. Nobody noted, nobody raised the least bit of concern about it. But she, she was going to put her foot down on this situation and make sure she, I understood that there was no way. I said, well, what's going to happen here because I've paid for this. She said, well, you'll need to go to the guest experience team near Dumbo and you'll need to talk to them about it. So I went to the guest experience team near Dumbo, waited 20 minutes. I suppose that is my punishment for not having been there in time. I explained to the cast member there the situation that I was late and he gave me an option of coming back at about 1.15. I said, I, unfortunately, I need to leave the park at one. He said, well, we can go ahead and give you a refund, which he then did. So that's an interesting thing because the only thing I've heard said in big bold letters is we aren't doing refunds for these passes, uh, nor are we really modifying the time. But in both instances, he gave me 
that option. So I went ahead and did the refund. He was very courteous, very good situation. What's the long and short of this? You probably do need to come within your time if you're 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes late. I don't think it's a big deal. And really with most cast members, it would never be a deal. But you probably want to stick to your time. And fortunately for the select passes, you have the option of kind of rebooking your time, which you don't really have an option of sliding back and forth relative to those Genie Plus selections like the Jungle Cruise, Haunted Mansion, Big Thunder Mountain. So all these are issues that we are sorting out over the next couple of days. From there, I, I uh, enabled my mobile order at Friar's Nook. And uh, if you'll recall, I ended up waiting an hour for that on October 1st and had to cancel uh, because I had to leave. Um, you know, there wasn't that many people there. There were a lot of cast members staffed, but for whatever reason, they seem to, I don't know, they seem to lack hustle. Um, they don't even seem to quite be focused. That said, the cast members I spoke to couldn't have been nicer, couldn't have been friendlier. Maybe uh, maybe they just taken on the, uh, the nature of Friar Tuck himself and just kind of gone with the punches, so to speak. So, ended up getting the Toad Burger and the Toad Moose uh, Cake, um, which I'll put a picture of. Um, the hamburger actually was pretty good. It was a cheeseburger with a toad dill pickle for a tongue and some olives for his eyes. It was clever. Um, the dome cake was a beautiful Instagrammable dessert, as beautiful as any. The big medallion of toad himself. Uh, really a combination of caramel and peanut butter, and it never really came. It uh, is less than memorable. At that note, I've had to leave the park and now I'm heading back to my car, which is somewhere south of 192, given how far parking is going at the Magic Kingdom these days. But I think that kind of sums up our first day. We've got more to cover. We're going to look at the issue of Fast Pass, or not Fast Pass, sorry, Genie Plus versus just going standby tomorrow as we visit Disney's Hollywood Studios. Also share with you my experience in going rise this evening as if I, if I have the opportunity to do so. And uh, we'll see how this all bears out over the weekend. We'll keep comparing hotel versus non-hotel guests. Lots to understand and study as this new system is being put in place. We thank you for joining us for this podcast. I appreciate your participation. And uh, we have so much to cover. So please make sure you subscribe to this podcast and to our websites, Disney at Play and Disney at Work. Make sure you also have a chance to take a look at our Patreon group, the Wayfinder Society. I'll have to come back to that and talk about that as I talk about the audio stories on the uh, that are now available in Genie Plus. I'll talk about that another day. So funny. 
But in the interim, check out the Wayfinder Society because we've got a lot more to cover. Again, thank you. Always remember, follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.